Welcome to 27 Speaks, a weekly podcast with the staff of the Express News Group who share their insights into the latest stories making news on the East End of Long Island. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com. We are recording. Hey, listen, that's a different voice. That's Brendan O'Reilly recording this week because Bill Sutton is still, he's not quite yet back from, from his hiatus. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't think I've really taken a vacation since I started a, at the at the paper because I just keep working wherever I'm going. It's like, ah, yeah, going to Florida. I'll just keep working. Oh, I'm going to South Carolina. I'll just that's how it is now. You know, like you don't really ever have to. You know, you don't get no snow days either, right, Georgie? We have we have not yet heard whether or not our children in springs will be allowed snow days. I really hope they are though, because it's like a part of childhood you don't want to miss out on. Huge. Huge. I mean, you know, now that, you know, the whole dog ate my homework thing doesn't work because everything is digital, you know, let's just say my dog ate my laptop, but that doesn't happen. (laughs) Probably children hope it would. So, Well, there's a book out now called, um, I left my homework in the Hamptons. (laughs) It's about tutoring the children Uh. for 1%. Oh, wow. It's funny. My friend of mine does tutoring and that was her idea to write a book. I guess we never got around to doing it. Oh, well. Have to read that one. Bill's defense too; he very rarely takes vacation. I know. And when he's away, we we miss him terribly. So, yeah. Do we know where he went? Is he just like up visiting family? He, he actually visited family uh, for the holidays. I think he's back now. Oh, good. All right. Well, let's let's not talk about him because he might hear us. <laughs> he probably will. I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, if you're listening, shout out to Bill Sutton. All right. So here we are again. Um, so that was uh, the, the whole recording opens with Brendan J. O'Reilly's voice. Hey, Brendan, how are you doing? Hi, Annette. I'm Brendan. I'm the features editor. And also here is Joe Shaw. Hey, Joe. Hey, Annette. I'm Joe Shaw. I'm the executive editor of the Express News Group. And you've got the lumberjack look going today, which I kind of like. Yeah, I kind of thought uh, it's getting it's getting chillier and I'm, I like bundling up. Yeah, it's a good look. Um, and also Catherine G. Manu, a.k.a. Georgie. Hey, Georgie. Hey, it's Catherine Manu, sometimes known as Georgie, and I am one of the publishers of the Express News Group and very happy to be here. Hey. And I'm Annette J. Hinkle. Brendan and I have the same middle initial. And I am the arts and living editor of the Express News Group. And um, today we thought it would be interesting to talk about uh, a tradition that I believe we just began at the paper last year. Is that correct? Yes. And so this is sort of interesting because ever since, you know, the, the um, Sag Harbor Express merged with um, the press news group papers, it's sort of like we, we also sort of merged our traditions um, that we did at the papers. And one of those has always been kind of honoring and acknowledging local nonprofits and the work that they do in the community. So last year, we started something that we call the Holiday Express, where we selected four different nonprofits um, on the East End in the various communities, one for each of the different areas that the papers cover, and um, asked for people to donate to a GoFundMe to help fund those organizations around the holidays. And um, we did pretty well with that, right, guys? I have to say, um, when we set it up originally, I was really hopeful that we would raise a couple of thousand dollars. I thought that would be uh, pretty pretty successful for the first year. 
of an effort like this. And we ended up raising, I believe, over $12,000 for these four charities. And uh, that was just amazing. And, and it was really reassuring. And uh, we kicked it off this year right after Thanksgiving. And we're already halfway towards that total um, this year. And uh, it, it's, just, it's just an amazing thing to me. I'm, I'm very happy about it because what's great, it's an easy pitch to make, which is every single dollar that's donated, every single dollar, with the exception of the small amount that GoFundMe takes from for doing what they do, uh, every single dollar goes straight to these organizations. And these organizations really put every single dollar to work for people in need. So this, there's not a whole lot of uh, money being lost to administrative costs and things like that. These are four organizations that do just great work directly in the community for helping people. I can tell you that the four organizations are Heart of the Hamptons in Southampton Village. Um, there's Sag Harbor Helpers, which is the new organization that was formed up in Sag Harbor a couple of years ago. Uh, the Springs Food Pantry, obviously, uh, one of the busier food pantries, and they do such great work there. And so there's Brian Tiemann's charity in West Hampton Beach. And I got on him a little bit because we're doing him again this year. And I told him, you've got to come up with a better name for this because we don't really have a name for Brian Tiemann's charity. I mean, it's the Brian Tiemann Fund, he says, is the official name of it. Um, last year, we called it Help for Local Families Fund. Brian basically is just a conduit. Um, he takes donations. He's one of those guys. We have a lot of them in, this, in, in our communities. He just gets stuff done and he knows the needs and he just goes and matches donors with, with people who need donations. And uh, that's, uh, that makes it, uh, it makes it just an easier effort to explain to people when we, uh, when we pitch it every year, you know? So when, when Brian started that fund, was, was that started specifically because of the pandemic and the difficulties people were having? Yes. Yeah. He started the charity with, uh, with the pandemic. It's very similar to why we started the Holiday Express in general was um, last year made it a lot more difficult to do sort of the normal things. You know, every year the press would do some type of a charitable event just within the office, we would do something for local kids in the school district or one of the local charitable efforts. And the logistics last holiday season made that really difficult. So we thought, why not combine what we normally do with a bigger effort to allow readers to pitch in too? Uh, and that worked so well that there's no reason we should not do it. So I think Brian's effort and our effort have the roots in the pandemic, but it's not just about the pandemic. This time of year is uh, always going to be a season of giving. Sag Harbor Helpers, um, you know, another one of the organizations that um, benefits from this fund drive also started in the pandemic. Um, you know, basically when, you know, we, we were first you know, into lockdown, you couldn't go to the grocery store if you were elderly and felt you were immune compromised. Everybody was so nervous. And so Cynthia Ward Capalbo and a, a large number of Sag Harbor residents banded together and basically just started cooking food, um, you know, for a lot of seniors and really anybody who needed it, but mostly seniors in the greater Sag Harbor community. And, um, you know, they just brought together this group of 
people who would cook and then people who would deliver food um, throughout the community. And I mean, it was a real lifeline for people, um, you know, especially in the beginning of the pandemic. But, you know, as Joe said, a lot of those needs have continued and we're probably there just not as, you know, in an er not as urgent um, an issue, but we're there before the pandemic. So um, that's a really special organization and they're continuing to do good work. So just, I'm just curious, do Brian and Cindy's group then serve specific people? Like they actually deliver the goods to individuals that they know are in need, um, as opposed to maybe Heart of the Hamptons and Springs Food Pantry, which are more about servicing the wider community that comes to them. Do we know how the how those two function? I think that's fair. I, I, I'm Georgie, I think you may be a little more familiar with uh, the Sag Harbor Helpers. Uh, Brian is basically an ad hoc charity and um, is a guy, like I said, people just know to go to Brian when they know of somebody in need and he's able to get the help to them. And he does it in a, in a big way. I mean, I, th I think, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars of help uh, throughout the year. I think he, he helps uh, channel that, that those donations to them. And I think Sag Harbor Helpers are kind of like that too, right, George? They work mostly by word of mouth. And they kind of target individuals who they know are in need. Yeah. And I think, I think it's just grown, you know, it started out as like a, you know, there's like this core group of 25 people in Sag Harbor that, you know, operate um, that organization. And I think just as, as word spread about what they were doing, more volunteers jumped on um, and you heard about people that were in need that, you know, needed that, you know, food delivery. Um, you know, and I, and I think that, um, it's such a essential service. I mean, you don't hear a lot of, there are meals on wheels programs available. Um, but this is just kind of like a community driven meals on wheels and, you know, they make it special, you know, it's not just like, here's your, you know, meatloaf heated in the oven. It's like they, there's always like a little treat, like a dessert. Um, you know, they want you to feel kind of the warmth of their kitchen in your own home. And I think that that makes it extra special. So are, are all four of these organizations specifically focused on food insecurity? Are, are there other, is clothing part of what they do? Um, household chores? I'm just wondering if, if the focus is, is all on, um, on feeding people or if there are other other aspects of what they do that, that helps in other ways. I mean, I know the Springs food pantry is focused on addressing food insecurity needs. Um, and I, you know, I encourage people really to donate through the holiday express, but also just year round, think about the Springs food pantry in particular, it's, it serves one of the largest number of um, people, I think, you know, on the South Fork as a food pantry. Um, Springs is, you know, probably the most working class, densely populated hamlet of East Hampton Town. Um, you know, so it's a, it's a critical organization and every little bit that they get um, really helps. They, they don't have the kind of um, large funding that some of the other larger food pantries have in the region. Um, Sag Harbor Helpers is also um, very much food-based, but, you know, they're the kind of volunteers where, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't swoop in and provide some other services whenever they found out it was necessary. And Heart of the Hamptons, I know, does clothing as well uh, and other needs, uh, various items that are kind of crucial for people in need. And Brian, I think, uh, 
is providing whatever services are needed for people. I know that his charity last year was delivering groceries, uh, but also paying for groceries for some people. Uh, and that, of course, was a time when uh, we didn't, the vaccinations weren't as widespread and people were still sort of nervous about getting out and, and traveling. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, and I just, what, what I love about this is that it really is as simple as getting local charities that are helping local people this support at a, at a really crucial time. And I'm gonna say it a couple of times just so we get it in here that the way to donate is to go to gofundme.com and all you need to do is search for Holiday Express Southampton and it'll pop right up. You can also search for Holiday Express Joseph Shaw only because my name, I set up the GoFundMe. It's just an easier way to find it. But um, it's very easy to find on the GoFundMe page. What I love is that we've had donations, I think, ranging from $10 to $1,000 or more. And just, you know, when I go back and look at the number and how it changes uh, just from day to day, even this early in the holiday season, it's just such a great thing. Local support comes from the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. In these trying times, working full-time for their clients and the public interest, providing strong advocacy and attentive counsel, be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com 27 Speaks, brought to you by Sag Harbor Books and Southampton Books. Independent bookstores located in the villages at 7 Main Street in Sag Harbor and 16 Hampton Road in Southampton. Carrying a wide selection of new books, stationery, toys, games, first editions, and rare books. Their entire inventory is browsable on the website, SouthamptonSagHarborBooks.com. Now hiring booksellers at both locations. Well, I have to just say there's a give a shout out to the Shinnecock Hills Golf Club because they have given a thousand dollars top donation and on the page. So that's pretty that's pretty great. You know, that's really amazing. And there's two other thousand dollar donations that were made anonymously. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. So at this moment, we're up to six thousand four hundred ninety five raised out of our ten thousand dollar goal. And that's all raised from just 28 donations. And we set the goal at I initially set the goal low this year again, just just because I usually do. Uh, But we moved it up to 10. Of course, we'd love to match last year's 12 if we can get there. Uh, And, you know, the other thing I want to tell people is that the way this works is we do a distribution of this money that we collect a couple of times through the holiday season so that those charities get this money now when they can use it to help people now. So, um, you know, you, this is, this is, you know, in real time, you're providing assistance to families. It's, it's, it's just the best kind of local effort. And it's always, you know, just since we did it last year, it was just so, uh, it just bolstered my holiday spirit so much to watch that happen, especially after such a rough year that we had. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that's really important to point out is that, you know, a lot of people, you know, you see the bustling Hamptons, the money and and the amount of work available out here. But, um, and, you know, once the winter comes around, a lot of the, the year round population, especially those that work in the trades, lose their jobs or they don't have the work. So they are particularly reliant 
on the food pantries in the off season, which is not something that you see so much in the summer because that's when they're busy and they're working. But in the winter, you know, it's kind of vital that these places are well stocked to take care of that population. Well, I also think that, you know, there is always this misconception about where we live, the Hamptons, um, you know, this amalgamous place where everybody's super wealthy and um, we just drink rosé all day. Um, you know, that's just not the reality of the situation. And the high cost of living here means that people are food insecure who you would not normally think would be food insecure because they're funneling all of their money into rent and heating bills and just trying to stay here. Um, you know, and so people are having to make hard choices just to continue to live in places like East Hampton and Southampton. Um, so I think that, you know, in a way there's probably a larger food insecurity than people even realize out here just because of how expensive it is just to live day to day. And I think with the gas prices being what they are now, we can expect the fuel oil costs to be really high. So you may have more people if the, if we have a rough winter, um, really needing to rely on the pantries for assistance. And Georgie, I think what you said is definitely true about Springs Food Pantry, right? I, they, the need there goes up significantly in the wintertime because just as you said, a lot of the, a lot of the folks who lives, live in the Springs area uh, are seasonal employees. And this time of year, it gets rough. They're, they're not, you know, they don't all have regular income throughout the, uh, the winter season. So the food pantries, the demand on the food pantry gets a lot more significant. I mean, the line of cars backed up on the food pantry pickup day at the Springs Presbyterian Church is significant right now. Um, it's a significant number of cars. It's less than the height of the beginning of the pandemic when, you know, a lot of people were out of work that are able to work now, but it's still, it's a big number of people who just need help. And, you know, I mean, like you said, Joe, when you can just toss five, 10 bucks, $20, you know, at something like this, you know, it, it makes a huge difference. It adds up and it means something. I think also, I mean, having done stories on food pantries in the past, as helpful as it is to have food donations, the pantries really do well with cash donations because they're able to sort of leverage that money to buy things in bulk that they might get a better deal on than somebody just bringing in a few cans of, of something here or there, um, or they could buy, you know, fresh um, meat or things that they don't normally get donated. Yeah. So that's why cash is helpful. I think that that's the key. Yeah right there is the fresh food because the reality is we don't want to be sending home a bag of cans with a family you know hopefully we're able to add you know some fresh meat and some fresh produce and i know that the local farms are really great about donating to the pantries but that's why a cash donation goes so much farther for those food pantries is because they're able to provide them the kinds of food and the kind of meals that we would want to have in our own homes. I got to give a shout out to, you know, we were helping these four charities, but there are so many other efforts in the community too that are worthwhile. And I got to give a shout out to Denise Smith Meacham, who's a friend of mine. Uh, Nisi started her own effort a year ago uh, around the holidays. She's involved with the, the homeless program too uh, that's done at some of the local churches, but she started her own holiday effort. Um, I think it was last year was the first year. And as I understand it, they, they did 250 
uh, take out and delivered uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas meals each, each of the holidays. And this year, I think they were gonna go over 300 at Thanksgiving. And that's mostly fresh food and it's mostly donated fresh food. And I know for a fact that they got, for instance, something like 50 pies from Briarmere's uh, up in Riverhead were donated for this effort. And it was a lot of fresh vegetables and you know a lot of cooking going on uh, in the, uh, the, the church uh, kitchen there. She based in Southampton? Yeah, it's, it's, it, she works out of the Hamptons uh, Community Methodist Church, I believe it is. Um, but it's really Denise's effort. And it's amazing to see that come together. But I, I, I just want to make the point, number one, that that is so focused on healthy meals with fresh vegetables. And, and, uh, and also that the need is definitely there. The number of meals is up this year compared to last year. So uh, I think some of that is spreading the word a little better probably too, but uh, they served a lot of uh, meals for the Thanksgiving holiday and they plan to do it again at Christmas time. So. You know, on the fresh vegetables front, um, one of the groups that I'm involved in in Eastport is called the Eastport Roots Community Garden. And we get to use town space for our vegetable garden. So as a way to give back to the community, we grow extra produce that we then donate to Helping Makes You Happy, which is based in San Mauritius. It's run by Keith Caputo, uh, who is a man with Down syndrome, who has made running this charity his full-time job with help from his mother, Casey. And they will take the produce from the Eastport Green Project and they will use it to supplement the food distributions that they do to local families that are on school lunch programs. So their school lunch qualified, but then going into the summer, they're not getting that food every day. So helping makes you happy comes in and fills in that gap. Um, in addition to running a food pantry year round and uh, clothing and Halloween costumes and whatever people might need. There really are so many of those wonderful efforts in this community. It's, it's, uh, it's heartwarming. Just to remind people that it's out there and, and we're gonna continue it through Christmas Eve. Uh, and it really is a case of, you know, we have, donations of $100, we have donations of $1,000, we have donations of $20 and $10. And every single bit of it matters. It really does. It's, it's, it doesn't take much to do. It's, it's, you can rest assured that that's money that's going to really be used effectively. It's also going to be reinvested in the local community, um, which means that's money that's going to be respent at local places. And, and that's all... Um, you know, it's, it's just another layer of, of benefit. Um, but all you need to do is go to GoFundMe.com and search for Holiday Express Southampton. And uh, it's easy enough. It really, it's not a complicated process to make a donation. We, we just really would appreciate it. We're, we, we really want to make, you know, part of what we do is to try and make a difference every day in the community uh, as, a, as an organization, as a news organization. And this is one of the tangible ways that we can really do some good by just being a, a, a conduit for donors to send money to the places where it can go. Uh, it's simple for the donors and it's effective for the charities. And that's, that's what we can do 
to help. It's it's a big part of our holiday season. Are these the same charities that we sponsored last year for this? They are. Yeah. They are. We're, we're sticking with the same four charities as last year. And again, that's Heart of the Hamptons. It's uh, Sag Harbor Helpers. It's the Springs Food Pantry. And it's Brian Tiemann's unnamed charity in West Hampton. I'm really, really riding him hard that he needs to come up with a good name for his charity. But quite frankly, I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for him. He's just too busy doing it to worry about marketing it. He doesn't really, it's all word of mouth. He doesn't really do a lot with, as far as, you know, fundraising or anything like that. People just know to go to Brian and give him money to help people. And that's why uh, I chose his charity uh, last year for West Hampton and I thought did such a great job and I spoke with him and he's still out there doing it and the need is still there so I mean that's what this time of year is really supposed to be about right you know I mean I know that everybody gets caught up in you know the yeah. decorations and the trees and you know shopping and Christmas presents and you know family get-togethers certainly but it's really also a time to give back to your community and this is just an easy way to do yeah. that so get on GoFundMe let's help them out call now Twenty Seven Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com. Thank you for listening. Join us again next week to hear what's news on the East End. Our interlude flute music is by Allison O'Reilly. Our opening and closing theme music is Boysdale Blues, written and performed by the incomparable Judy Carmichael. Listen to Judy's weekly show, Jazz Inspired, airing on an NPR station near you, or go to jazzinspired.com. 27 Speaks is a weekly podcast produced by the Express News Group, which includes the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, 27east.com, and sacharborexpress.com. Find us on the websites or subscribe through Apple Podcasts.